Alison Rosen, welcome to another episode of Alison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in Dining Room Studios with return <laughs> guest, my friend Christina Pashitsky. <laughs> Pashitsky. I always oh, it. I, I kind of went shh instead of zh. Dude, anything Messed remotely up. close and I'm super happy. I love the name of your new studio and I love your new studio. Thank you so much. Yes, last time we saw each other it was in Glendale. Uh-huh. Or not last time we saw each other, but last time you did my show. Yeah. So now welcome to the more intimate Formerly dining room, now a studio, dining room studios. <laughs> I love it. This is so punk rock. This is what podcasting is supposed to be. It's pirate ship fucking media bros. Oh, yeah. You don't curse on your show. So. No, no, I do. You do? Okay. I do. Um, it, it, fuck yes, I do. <laughs> okay, okay, mommy. <laughs> you got your pregnant curse on. <laughs> I love that you're pregnant. I just, I want to, I feel like I have so many questions for you and I want to know everything. And I have so many questions for you. So... So much has happened in your life since we last spoke. It God. was in September of 2014. Shut your mother. Mm-hmm. Really? For real. You, Get at that point, life. were taking like a year off from touring. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a, Do you remember I that? Had a, I had a nervous breakdown um, in a hotel, hotel room, room in Denver. <laughs> yeah. And I was uh, drinking during the day and crocheting. And I was like, hmm. Maybe I shouldn't be on the road so much. Uh, so yeah, I took some time down and I started That's Deep Bro. And that's mm-hmm. just been so much better for me. And I'm um, doing spots in LA. And I had a baby since I saw you last, which yes. is crazy. We got to talk about that. So crazy. You um, also got another dog. I got another dog. And you lost your mom. And I lost so my mom. So good things and sad things. Yeah. Gosh, you're really good. You're good. You have a better memory than me. I forget my own life. <laughs> I try to block out. Well, isn't that stupid? <laughs> That's pregnancy, though, isn't it? Because yeah. I feel really forgetful and also yeah. really clumsy. I tripped on the, I live up some steps, and every time I go up and down them, I think, thank God I haven't eaten shit ever on these steps <laughs> and, until the other day I did. Oh my God. So, oh, and yeah, I'm okay. Um, I just kind of twisted my ankle on the bottom step, and then I fell forward, and my knees and my hands kind of caught the fall not not my pregnant belly thankfully oh my um but yeah i was pretty sore for actually i was sore for a few days well i still am sore but it's the feeling that i've done like a bunch of squats <laughs> which makes me think what's Wait. happening when you do squats <laughs> Wait, why is because of your fall yeah somehow i fell in the same way that is making my thighs and legs sore as if i'd done a bunch of squats <laughs> so i think that when you do squats <laughs> yeah that's you're tearing your muscles as if you threw yourself down a flight of stairs. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So, where do so, we begin? Yeah, where I to begin? Like, I feel like, first of all, I want to know about you. So you've, okay. you, can I tell you what I love <laughs> about you the most is that you went through this hero's journey of getting pregnant. I mean, and you shared this with your audience. Yes, they so know. It took me a yeah. couple. I did IVF. I did eight egg retrievals. Oh my God. Most women do one or two. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I... It just, I just kind of got into a pattern of like, this is what I'm doing with my life now. Um, How did you you deal? Because I did one round mm -hmm. because I froze some embryos for the future if we, if we decide for number two. Right. But like just the, the emotional, the psychological, injecting yourself and the bloat after retrieval and the. You texted me. Jesus Christ. You texted me 
after your retrieval and you're like, how long does this bloating last? I feel like, or, I, and I look like I'm four months pregnant. Yeah. And it actually made me, even though I felt bad that you were going through it, it made me feel a ton better because every time I would get bloated after the retrieval and I would weigh myself, and my weight was up. I would think, oh, you want to blame it on the hormones and you want to blame it on that, oh, but no, it's not always. really that, but it really was that, yeah. but yeah, it was up and down and, and like kind of near as I got more used to it, I was like, okay, this happens. Like my weight will be here after the retrieval and then it'll get back down and it'll go up and then it was up and down. Um, I don't know. It, you know, I, I don't think enough time has passed to properly assess the effect of doing it for that long. I think that some years down the road, I'll look back and I'll be like, there was a weird cloud sit, sitting over those two years. Yeah. Um, and I'll sort of be able to see it more. Now it's just, it's just sort of what I did for a couple of years. Yeah. Cause fertility issues, uh, they're very heart wrenching, yeah. gut wrenching for women. Like it's, and it's also this thing we don't talk about, right? right? You don't talk about miscarriages. You don't talk about, you know, taking Clomid or maybe you had it, you did your, uh, for your IVF stuff. Mm. There's some kind I of did weird... Clomid and IVF. Yeah. Good. You got pregnant from just doing Clomid, Clomid right? on the first. Yeah. No, you're and so then lucky. G- you're telling me, <laughs> And then I did one round of IVF just After, to freeze right. them. Yeah, just I just did it like two like a month ago. Right, I just finished. Uh, but yeah, but it's devastating. It's it's really and I mean I can't and you were so public about it and I'm like oh my god I'm like I had my I was on like bated breath for you like, <laughs> oh, please you. get pregnant. I feel very lucky that I got pregnant on the first embryo transfer wow. because I didn't necessarily see that happening because everything was felt so complicated along the way with the IVF. Like I just, I don't think of myself as a Pollyanna, but I didn't think I would need fertility treatments. First of all, I figured like, I'll just get pregnant and it'll be easy. Everybody does. Yeah. There's no, you spend your whole life trying not not to, to. and then the, you reverse the thing and you're like, this should be easy. Right. And and the assumption is, yeah, it should be. And it's fucking not for some people. Right. I know. And it's like, to me, it seems like unwanted kids are such a problem in this world that yeah. it's weird to think there's this huge, very <laughs> financially robust industry <laughs> and so many women right, uh, who are just trying to get pregnant, of which I was one of them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I figured that it wouldn't be hard to get pregnant. And then, you know, once we started doing IVF, I discovered that I'm what's considered a poor responder. So I only create a few eggs each cycle, even with the drug. So that's why it took so long. And then, um, you know, most women, they just do one cycle. They make a bunch of eggs, hopefully make a bunch of embryos, try to transfer those embryos and then get pregnant or they don't. And then they do another one. But for me, so we just kept banking the embryos and then um, did the transfer at the end it's there's like various reasons why we did it that way, which I won't bore people with all the details of that. Cause I think they already know, um, <clears throat> or possibly they already know, but anyway, yeah. So I was kind of, I was prepared for, maybe I won't be able to get pregnant at all after all of this. And oh, I have to be okay with that. Devastating. I don't yeah. know how I would have been with that, but I was like, I have to, to maintain my sanity. I have to be okay with that, but it's hard because I'm now so financially and emotionally invested and just time wise invested. So anyway, thank God it, 
it worked, you know, on the first try. So how many embryos did you put, we in, put in, the, two. in the can? Wow. We put in two. And they both, I had told you that, right? Yes. They both took. Yeah. Yes. So it was twins at the beginning and then I lost one of them. Devastating. And it, it honestly was, it was sad, but it wasn't the devastation that people who have, um, the people I know who've had miscarriages were devastated in a way that I wasn't. Right. And I think that's because I was still pregnant. Yeah. Um, right. And I also think from the beginning, that other embryo um, was smaller and the heartbeat was more faint. And I just wonder if on some level, like I never fully attached because like some part, I mean, this is getting into like mysticism a little bit, sure. but I feel like maybe some part of me knew. Yeah. Like, cause I you never, did. I was, I you was always, have. I always had mixed feelings about the fact that it was twins. Wow. So yeah. Well that, I mean, look, they're twins. Uh, some people can handle that stuff personally. <sighs> I don't know. Like what <laughs> one is plenty. Yeah. You're, you're going to get your fix of <laughs> right. baby time. Like you're going to be just fine. I one. definitely, yeah, I definitely want more than one, but the idea of them at the same time was, oh, um, get your life. Just the logistics of like, how, how do I get the two of them in the car? How? I don't know. Do well, I leave one alone? Do I? I guess I would I strap know. them on my body somehow. Well, t- I mean, Tom and I, when we took Ellis home from the hospital, we didn't know how to put a baby in a car seat. We had to have the nurse come down <laughs> in December. It was cold and, and show us. I never changed a diaper. I never done anything. I, my husband taught me how to change a diaper. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I couldn't imagine two. Like, how do you, how do you breastfeed? Two, I guess one on, one on each. each, yeah. But then one is going to be your your bigger producer than the other. You'll right. see, you know, some most women do, and I don't know, dude. You'll never sleep, I guess, if you have twins. Holy, I man. think you don't. What I hear is the first year <sighs> is just survival, but <sighs> then I sort of hear that that's the case with just one as well. Yes and no. I mean, look, how much do you want to know? I want to know all of it. <laughs> I want to know all of it. I want to know your experience of all of it. <laughs> well, because uh, you know. I feel like I'm Morpheus and this is the Matrix. Do you want the red <laughs> pill or do you want the blue, buddy? I forget which one does what. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, someone, okay. My yeah. friend Natalie just told me that for, for a few days, and I think a few days is generous, after, after childbirth, your vagina feels like someone took a hatchet to it and battery acid. Yeah. And can I tell you something? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, um, yeah. And I had an episiotomy, so they cut Ugh. my taint and then I had stitches. Can I tell you though, all that the birth for me was easy because I had drugs. Mm-hmm. I just took drugs, bro. And just pumped them out 12 hours finish it was good it was actually pleasant was really, it pleasant yeah <laughs> honestly the pain wasn't there because i i was doped up and right. i i smiled and i you know it was fine it's actually for me that the traumatic part was having a newborn and mm-hmm. maybe that's because i have you know my mommy issues my mother was mentally ill and my parents were divorced and i grew up the only child with a mentally ill mom so right. like i don't have a good pattern or a good model for what being a mom is and I really work at at correcting that like I don't want my son to deal with my <clears throat> trauma so mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm in therapy I'm fucking reading right. everything like I'm so I was really more trauma traumatized by the newborn and what do I do and the anxiety and you know how did breathing. you get through that uh how are you getting through yeah that? <laughs> so it's done but that's that part is we're at eight months now mm-hmm. so he's like he's on a schedule he is sleep trained you know, I know what to expect more or less. Now we're looking at the toddler phase, mm-hmm. which is I welcome the time when he can tell me to fuck myself. Like, <laughs> yes, tell me, say, tell me what you need. You know, uh, 
because the the newborn my my biggest fear was i don't know what what are what do you want what right. is it what is it what do you want and they just cry and you feel like you're doing it wrong every day like mm. i don't know what the fuck you want little guy and um i just had a lot of anxiety and postpartum stuff because depression yeah of course like Dude, I don't know who the fuck doesn't get depressed when you're up at 4 a.m. nursing this kid alone in the nursery and your husband's asleep and you're like, well, I'm the one up because I got the tits in the house. (laughs) And you resent him Mm -hmm. and you resent the situation from time to time. Absolutely. And anyone who says otherwise, I think, is, you know, living that masochistic mother myth that you should just be thrilled every minute of every day about being a mom. Did you feel any resentment during the pregnancy or during IVF? Uh, Girl, get your life. All of it. Like (laughs) I feel resentment, you know, and I listen and I, do I love my husband? Absolutely. Do I work through it with my shrink? Absolutely. Um, yeah, because you shoulder the burden Mm -hmm. of you're carrying this kid. You're fucking your body up And, and my back is still wonky and my boobs are saggy and, you know, then again, his burden is different too. Maybe he feels a need to provide and that's a stress on him and he doesn't know what to do. You know, he's helpless. So yeah, you're going to resent him. Do you resent him yet? Um, (laughs) hang in there. It'll come if you don't. You know, not really. (laughs) There were just, there were just occasion, there were occasional moments that would come up during the IVF, um, (sighs) where, like scheduling things where he would be irritated over having to go to an appointment or something. And I'm like, Oh, you don't even, you don't even know. (laughs) It's like, so something like that. Or if he was feeling overwhelmed with stuff around the house that he had to do and just, just that kind of stuff of like, but you know, me trying to be like, just understand where he's coming from and hear him. Cause he just wants to, he just wants to get it off his chest and yeah. then it'll be done as opposed to fighting back and being like, oh, you're upset with how much you have to do. <laughs> I had to inject myself four times and this and you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's there were a couple of times where I think that, that I did kind of remind him and then he felt really bad. Um, but for the most part, I think it's just normal marriage stuff. And then pregnancy have i resent have i not not yet yeah yeah wait <laughs> until sure. it's third trimester right. give, give yourself a minute yeah i mean the little bit i did a little bit in pregnancy but no i mean look it comes and it goes like there mm. are days where no way i don't resent i don't i don't really on a daily basis right and then like every now and then i'll be like fuck you but I, you know, I don't, now that Ellis is kind of more up and running, like once they can sit up, mm. you're like, oh, this baby's a person now. Like it's, yeah. it's starting to be okay. I know for, um, my sister, she felt a lot more secure as a mom when he, her baby was less fragile. Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. When you know that he's resilient and my kid's strong as an ox and he's big and he's tall and. Yeah, exactly. Because like some people have the misfortune of getting that newborn sick, like a, like a cold. I couldn't even imagine, dude. Yeah. I mean, when when are you due? Uh, February fourth. Okay, so you're still like in cold and flu. They're gonna read you the right act. Don't don't <laughs> take the kid at the mall and all this stuff. He's gonna get you know, pneumonia, and you know. So did you find? Yeah. Did some of it come naturally? Did any of it come naturally? Um, loving him immediately. Like I was one of those people where he popped out of me and I, like, I still see it clearly when 
he came out of me and the doctor like flew him through the air and put him on my chest and I was like in love and I was like you're my dude and I (laughs) you know that I was immediately like we're in it bro like you're my man and (laughs) I just loved it that part came all this other stuff the helplessness and the anxiety stuff like (sighs) but I'm anxious about everything Mm -hmm. I'm in my head I'm neurotic about everything I, I wish I could be one of those women that's just like, it's all right. I mean, cool. Like one of those people. It's like, everything's cool. Whatever. Like, <laughs> I love life. Like, I'm just neurotic. I don't get those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're I neurotic also, too. I am. Not yeah. the anxiety so much, but yeah, just overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. And and I do have days of anxiety, but not like the people I know who suffer from anxiety. It, it seems like it sort of has a different tenor to it than when I, I get stressed or I get upset or I just feel blue. Yeah. That's kind of, I, that, I think that's where I go. Oh, I yeah. go towards depression more than anxiety. Oh, yeah. I get depressed too. That's, that's another fun. Um, can I tell you the neat part about having a kid though? Yes. On a spiritual, emotional level is that um, you just stop thinking about you so much. I and, could take a break. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, you realize how dumb your concerns were mm. before you had a kid because you're you have so much time before a kid comes along that you're like me 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 what am I, where am i gonna brunch this sunday and <laughs> so and so didn't return my text in a timely fashion yes. and then you have a kid and and it all that's out the window you have a whole new life and and it's a relief uh it's a relief to not me 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 constantly and i do get days where i'm like what am I gonna do with my career what am I gonna mm-hmm. but right because that's what yes. you do that's normal yes. and then you go ah, I don't give a shit I got a healthy kid I gotta you know I gotta I gotta bathe Ellis time for bath time for fun who cares mm. everything's it just grounds it grounds me that sounds so nice it is I'm actually going a little stir crazy mentally stir crazy during this pregnancy yeah because I've been taking it pretty easy um it's good but because I'm there's so much time where I'm just home taking it easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my brain is just kind of spinning. And yeah. then I think, well, this is kind of the last I then I spin about spinning. I think, well, this may, may kind of the last time I'm going to have the opportunity to really do this like this. Absolutely. For a while, I think. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's been eight months and I still like he's number one. He's the first thought. Mm-hmm. Him, him, him. And then me, me, me. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe when he's. 18, 16. How has it affected your career ambition and your career? Um, In a really good way. Here's why. I'm no longer on the road a lot. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I'm doing a tour in a month, but one nighters and I'm doing like Portland, Oregon home. Right. And I'll go out in a week, you know, Seattle. I mean, sorry, um, you know, Dallas, Houston home. And that's it. Like I really am not going cray cray. I do stuff I want to do now, which is... I don't do everything. Mm-hmm. I do the stuff that really means something to me. I do my podcasts and I do stand up every Saturday at the comedy store. Those are my, you know, my non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And then like if something comes along that I really want, great. If not, great. Um, I don't know. I, I, you do. I did have to pull back. Yeah. A little bit. Like there is an opportunity. I think Tom and I, uh, got this pilot deal and I was just so pregnant and I had to defer it mm-hmm. until a later date. So, and that really upset me because you're like, man, this fucking baby thing's ruining my <laughs> Now here's the, the kooky cool part is that, yeah, I missed the train on that opportunity, 
But right now there's something even cooler in the ethers that come down because of this new life that you will have. You're now a different commodity in show business. Right. I was going to ask, yeah. do you get treated differently? Um, mm, yeah. You'll notice the managers and certain agents and certain people will are pro woman and very cool. And maybe some other people are not. And <laughs> you kind of learn quickly and then you weed out the douchebags. Right. So if you can say what was the pilot thing and can you say anything? No, about the, you I can't, can't say, say that. Okay. It's still mm, right. But, uh, but yeah, it was there and I was so resentful and so mad that I couldn't take it. Were they cool with you not being able to take yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Totally. And now it's morphed into something different is what I'm saying. So yeah. it, it ended up being fine. Right. It's just that your brain will panic well, about stuff. I do think Not that... Not you per se, just the collective. Right. Yeah. I do think that nervous career energy doesn't usually translate into anything good. No. So the idea that like you're not in that manic, anxious state and when you're no longer in that state, good things come. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing. Um, it doesn't matter if you're watching the pot. Oh, <laughs> is it going to boil? The pot's still going to boil. So whether or not you can just kind of chill and enjoy the ride. And it really helps to have a little one to take care of because mm -hmm. you're like, eh, whatever, that water's going to boil. I'll get to it. Like whatever's going to happen to you in show business is going to happen right. to you. No matter what. I, I do believe that people have that destiny. It Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, bro. You got nothing to do with most of the shit that's happened to you, right? I know. I mean, really, it's think true. about yeah. think about the opportunities that were meant for you. Like, mm -hmm. really, the ones that you willed into existence were terrible in the long run. <laughs> I was just thinking about that recently. I was thinking that, um, well, because what happened, I, I, I didn't get something that I kind of wanted but didn't want that much. But it would have been cool if it happened. But I knew it was a long shot. And plus, I didn't think it was really the right opportunity. But at the same time, you know, so... When I first didn't get it, I was like, oh, that's fine, because that wasn't the right thing for me. But then two hours later, I was like, I'm a fraud. I'm a failure. <laughs> I'll never amount to anything. Nothing's happening. I'm not – I actually I mentioned this. So for people who, for whom this is a repeat, I'm sorry, because I did talk about it on one show. But I was like, I'm not even in the quote-unquote conversation anymore. I'm not in the rooms. No one's thinking of me. No one's blah, 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 blah. Um, but then I was thinking – all the good things in my life came pretty easily. Yes. I mean, yes, I worked for them, but they yes. came easily. Whereas yes. this would have been like forcing something. Yes. And that's not good things don't happen when you do that. Nothing that is forced is relationships, friendships. Yeah. Nothing is good that way. And have you ever read that book, uh, The Untethered Soul? No. It's I'm into I don't know if you're into new age. Yes, I am. <laughs> in fact, there's sort of like a lack of new aginess in my life oh, right now. Please girl. bring some back yeah. in. I think his name is is it Michael Singer? I'll have to look it up. The Untethered Soul. He's a CEO, CEO of a major company, just a gajillionaire. That is not who I want my new aginess from. Maybe it is. <laughs> no, Maybe it is it actually. Is. <laughs> Here's why because he advocates. I mean, he was a big meditator in the 60s and 70s and the guy basically meditated his way through being a huge success and you realize what's going to happen to you is going to happen to you so relax enjoy the yeah. ride and you're gonna die you know that right you're gonna fucking die one I day remain why stress out <laughs> <laughs> right and enjoy your baby and enjoy your family your yeah. husband and your dog and and your life because when you when you're on your deathbed are you gonna be like oh i'm so stoked i had these work opportunities <laughs> i got to be on that clip show <laughs> right yeah i know i know well that is like a very calm centered um smart 
way of looking at things. Well, you if got I had, me on the right day. Uh, I was Talk say, to me tomorrow. <laughs> if I had spoken to you during your pregnancy, would you have sounded like this? No, I didn't know. I didn't know. But that's part of the transformation of becoming a mom and a parent and really having to re you reprioritize your mm-hmm. life. It becomes this journey of like, oh, wait a minute. I thought life was about me, me getting stuff. And then you're like, no, it's bigger. It's a bigger world. Yeah. It's a bigger picture. Has it affected your podcast? <sighs> yeah. I mean, we <laughs> there are times we've had to record when he's napping and shit like that. Like he'll just start wailing and <laughs> we have to press pause and take care of a baby. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have a great nanny, thankfully. So that helps. Um, we don't really talk about Ellis in detail with mm. people. We kind of keep him to himself because I don't think it's fair. Like, Do you post pictures n- of him? Never. No, because we're in show business and he's not. That's mm. not his. If he comes to me as a teenager and is like, I want to be, you know, then yeah. But I, I feel like social media, it's not fair, dude. Hi. Yeah. You know, like they didn't ask for that yeah, shit. Yeah, I you. know. I think about that because I know that I'm going to be so tempted and I probably will post a million pictures then of my do, kid. Then that's your well, well, he's a baby. But I do understand this idea of like, he didn't ask for this. No. Yeah. And then the, these kids, by the time they go and uh, and get jobs, then the Google search, it's going to be what, them in a diaper, them with their dicks hanging out and bathtub picture. Like, mm. that's not. Well, maybe not baby dick pics. Maybe dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where I draw the line. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm, I'm hyper vigilant just because I had my boundaries yeah. fucked with as a kid. So I'm like, not about sex stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. No, I know. Just like my parents didn't give a shit and I was an extension of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hyper vigilant about making sure he has his own identity. How do you feel like you had your boundaries fucked with? Oh, did, well, my mom was crazy. So, and like literally was she crazy, crazy always. Yeah. So my mom was always a borderline. She had borderline personality disorder, undiagnosed, obviously, because they sometimes don't go to therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then later she became schizophrenic. So the last eight years of her life, we didn't communicate. She totally iced me out. Uh, so, yeah. So she did just, they think you're an extension of them. And so I didn't have like she I like the color pink. No, you don't. You like purple. Mm. You know, um, you don't you can't do that because she didn't like doing stuff. So right. I kind of had to learn what I liked as an adult. What what wouldn't what couldn't you do? That she didn't <laughs> like? Um, I, she told me never to sing. She's like, you're a terrible singer. She was crazy. Aww. She was just fucking out of her. It's so depressing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just everything. Anything. The only thing she wanted me to be was a lawyer mm-hmm. or a model. I don't think either of those are going to pan out for me, mom. Do you think doing road rules... (laughs) We're back to the 90s. God damn it. But was that something you wanted to do or was that a little bit like living her dream if she wanted you to be a model? Let me tell you, my whole show business thing is so sick because it was... My whole career is a manifestation of love me, mommy. Mm. It really was an unconscious way of trying to get her love and approval and then imagine the fuckery of it when you have that epiphany where you're like whoa i'm never gonna get my parents approval wait a minute (laughs) what am i doing here why am i in showbiz this is terrible why am i putting myself and then you find a new reason to continue doing when did you have that epiphany about um seven years ago in therapy six years ago um when I realized she was mentally ill, because that's the other thing is like you just when you grow up an only child with a mentally ill person, you don't know that what you're like, it's growing up with an alcoholic. too. Mm-hmm. You just think everyone's house is the same. You think everybody's mom 
um, you know, locks herself in the room and watches Love Connection. Like, you know, I don't know. You just think right. it's normal. So I had to learn that she was crazy and then had to kind of work backwards. Did you resist that reality at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've been in the therapeutic process, like you just don't, you don't, it doesn't compute. Mm -hmm. And some days I still go, wait, was that real? Was she really? And then I, I had to go back and look at her, her belongings. Cause she was really by the end. Mm -hmm. Like, so I find, you know, she had like highlighted instructions to toaster ovens and circled, you know, there was a lot of stuff so i was like okay she really was it yeah. wasn't me it was her and i think that's the big thing for kids is you go oh it's not it wasn't me because you blame yourself as a child right. you don't know it's their stuff right so when you had the, the show as epiphany what yes. what was your new reason then for why you're doing it and i'm asking because i yeah. when i had my my downward spiral the other night <laughs> um and but but this is not the first time i realized this but i was like you know, I'm just going to be one of those talents. That's how I refer to myself. <laughs> that has to create her own opportunities. And that is fine because look yeah. at all these, you know, and then I'm like, so what can I create? that's going to be a huge hit. And then I thought, or maybe I should look at it like, what do I want to say as yeah. opposed, you know, as opposed, and is the, and this thought of like, what can I create? that's going to be a hit. Is that just about wanting validation? Um, that was the like, oh my God of it all, um, which I've had this realization in different ways in the past too is like wanting my own television show how much is that just because i want the approval and yeah. the validation and it's yeah. a lot a lot yeah. of it is that yeah i get that but but here's the thing you're already doing the thing that's well, a big deal. yeah the show is your thing you've connected with so many people and so many people listen to the show and love you and thank god for you because their lives will be so much emptier without you. Like, well, thank you. This is it. I know. And that, that, so that thing in me that's like, this isn't it. <laughs> what is right. that? Where's that other, yeah. thing, other thing outside of me that I'm, right. that's the thing is, and also P.S. Uh, podcasts are sometimes bigger than television mm -hmm. shows now. The paradigm of show business has now shifted I to know. where if someone does a Tonight Show, who gives a shit because the clip didn't go viral on the internet. Right. So now the paradigm has changed in the Netflixes of the world, the CISOs, the right. Amazons. Streaming. Dude, it's all changing. So fuck the TV show <laughs> if you don't get it. You know, obviously good if you do. Right. Nobody's watching it. Guess what? They're downloading this show. Yeah. They're downloading you. your mom's house. Downloading. That's deep, bro. Because <laughs> we are the future. Because yeah. people are sick of, of phony baloney right. dog shit television. And they're craving the real. Well, I do think when you're used to someone. Thank you. Thank you. Can I get a witness? Amen. Thousandranch.com. Thank you very much. <laughs> I do think that when you hear someone speaking in an authentic, unfiltered way for an hour or more at a time, then to see them in a 22-minute format is probably jarring. Well, it sucks. Yeah. Do you watch? Uh, do you watch scripted television? Do you watch a lot of sitcoms? No, not a lot of sitcoms. I watch scripted television, but right. but I mean, I, personally, uh, I don't relate to how I met your mother, and <laughs> uh, you know, I get it. They they serve. I'm not shitting on people that like these shows. Personally, I don't get I don't get a charge out of mm -hmm. it. Probably probably because it's comedy. <laughs> like I can't watch comedy, right? Um, but give me the real. Give me Anthony Bourdain eating in in Vietnam, like on a fucking shitty floor with bugs crawling on him or whatever like that to me is exciting 
Well, maybe it's because I'm from reality television. That's always yeah, what I've liked. That's true. Well, so like, what was your your newfound reason for doing it? Oh, so that's when I started That's Deeper after I had my mental breakdown. Part of it was my mom at the time. And I, I just, I don't think I had con- consciously gone there. Like, mm. I mean, that's all, it's all laced together. And then I was like, I like philosophy. I like talking about deep stuff, but I also like farts. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your mom's house, which is like farts in seventh grade stuff. And then That's Deeper started and I excuse me i didn't burp on your show and i consider that to be a sign of respect for you did you need to burp and yeah. you squelched it i just held it in for but you a little bit i learned from you that doing yeah. that is keeping a secret <laughs> let it out oh thank you that was a sound effect guys because i don't want to get hate mail from your I listeners who are like yeah it's on your show bitch. Oh, don't do that on allison's show <laughs> you could do that on my show yeah, so so I found meaning in that, and I like to now I answer people's emails constantly, and it's become a connection. It's more, for me, it's more connection. Even my stand up, like, yeah, I know what to say to get a laugh and to be a fucking cheese dick. I, I've done it. <laughs> I've done the Midwest enough. I know how to shuck and jive. I'm mm-hmm. over it, dude. I yeah. can't do it anymore. And I think there's a point in every human's life where you're like, I can't do it. I can't do this anymore, dude. Like, yeah. I got to do me. I got to do me. So has your stand up changed? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if it's better or not. We'll find out on this tour. <laughs> but are you still doing jokes? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Totally. Yeah, I'm just t- I'm doing um, <laughs> it's one woman it's spoken word, yeah. more of a Henry Rollins sort of <laughs> angry. I'm doing slam poetry. <laughs> Could you imagine? I feel like that's the best kind of stand-up comedy is when you feel like it's just a person up there talking yeah. and you're also laughing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I like Janine Garofalo. I grew up on her and uh, like Bill Hicks and stuff. Mm. So I like. What about you? How's your indigestion? Well, um, I am throwing up into my mouth and <laughs> I'm yes. crazy constipated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I <laughs> like the constipation thing was a problem earlier in the pregnancy yeah. and now it's back and it is. Yeah it's uncomfortable and I don't know what to do. And I'm thinking, is it time to like whip out the Miralax? Yeah, yeah. It probably is, right? Yeah, I've been using stool softeners and I just feel like it's not yeah. even touching it. No, go from Miralax. That's what they give you at the hospital after you birth because mm-hmm. you won't brown after for a while. Oh, I'd be afraid uh, to after. Oh, it's thrashed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's too bad. Can you drink coffee in the morning? Yes, or? I was I, I was off coffee for a while and then recently I got back on coffee mostly yeah. for the like I feel like it it makes me go yeah yeah but then it stopped working too and so now i'm eating fiber one i'm not a big breakfast person first of all and i don't the fiber one's fine but just i was i was thinking this morning like it kind of sucks that i'm eating something not because i want to eat it but because it'll help my colon (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to be that person and you're 40 Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so eating some fiber one trying to be i just Let's just go there. I just miss All like right. I just miss a nice healthy movement. I and know. it's been so long. It has been so long since I've had anything that approximates a normal thing as opposed to what I had it's way, it's way Is too it much. a number one is it like on the Bristol stool chart? Are you familiar with that? Um I have heard of it. I would need to look at it. It's more of like little balls. Oh, that's a number one. Okay, then it how'd you know? Is that the sign of constipation? I've memorized it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like little rabbit pellets. Yes. They're yeah. not that small always, but it's yeah. it's it's on the order of rabbit pellets. Yeah. And it's like fifteen times a, like now that I've been like hitting it with fiber and the stool softeners and I, you know, ate a couple salads and I'm trying to like 
yeah. and some prunes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So now it. it's like 15 times a day, a tiny pellet. Oh. I just want, I just want to go once in the morning. A bulky. Just a normal one. A bur- yeah. You know, um, have you tried dried a- apricots? I, I was eating those no, like crazy. No, I have some of those. In fact, I have a trail mix that has some of those. In fact, I picked them out because I didn't want them. Yeah. Maybe I should I mean, whenever those. you you can stomach, yeah. just load up on poop-inducing foods, uh, that's what I did. And that really helped with, did with you have Did you have normal? Were you able to get it normal? Yeah. But, really? but from being uh, hyper-vigilant okay. about the fiber uh, foods. You got to get your peppers, your red peppers, your Oh, I haven't peppers. had any peppers. All that. That makes me shit. I don't mind you. Everybody's different. <laughs> you know what makes me shit almost instantly, but to the point where I'm like, I need to avoid it probably? Yogurt. Oh. Weirdly. I've got a oh. real, like, I don't think of myself as lactose intolerant. Sounds like it. Maybe so. But it's specifically yogurt and it specifically creates like, oh, I really should just eat yogurt. Why don't you it's just almost eat like, yogurt? Just because like, it's almost violent what happens. Then, then that'll, <laughs> if, listen, if what you're telling me is true, that will counteract the pellet situation yeah you may I need well to blast it. through the pellets yes <laughs> and like sorry jeff i know jeff, this is not what you signed up for you're, you're right. this is an episode of your mom's house as far I'm, as we're going I'm, I'm 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 in a, a fugue state i'm in just <laughs> in my own world well if it okay now plain yogurt or greek greek especially i don't know yeah. what plain yogurt would do greek yogurt there's i just yeah. had the realization more than once oh i don't think i can really handle greek yogurt yeah. and so maybe it's time to put that knowledge to work kick out the jams <laughs> kick out those it can only come out normal now if you're you know what i mean because you're if it's hard mm. and then you put explosive it's gonna come out <laughs> <I know. laughs> middle it'll come out in the middle will you let me know <laughs> <laughs> sure well well i told you i experienced the rare double pipe classic i'm so proud of you. which for listeners of my show who maybe don't know <laughs> this is a big thing on your mom's house yeah big it's thing. a fart and a burp at the same time you guys have a commemorative T-shirt. Yes. My husband, I think, is more excited about it than I am. He's like, we've got to get you a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, so, I should have brought one for you. I'm, I'm upset oh, with myself. That no, I no. I, you didn't know. But yeah, that was a pregnancy thing. Wow. Sitting on the toilet. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, fart and burp at the same time. I'm so proud of have you. Have you had it happen? I've only had a double pipe classic once. I almost had one at the water cooler a week ago and it didn't happen. <laughs> the timing was off. Right. Jeff, have you? I'm almost certain I have. <laughs> Although you would think I would ha- have made serious mental note of it. Yeah, because it's... Or maybe it's not. feels magical yeah. and right. unusual. It's rare. Hmm. It's the unicorn of body functions. Hmm. It's Haley's Comet. Every 76 years, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that you've, you fart in front of your husband. That's... Well, I, I this actually wasn't in front of him. I, this was, I told him about it. But oh, okay. now I do fart in front of him. Well, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like it's the... Maybe that's my resentment coming out. I feel oh. like I'm pregnant. Good for you. Yeah. I feel like you will deal with it. Yeah. You will deal. And he will. <laughs> and and he that's will, his yeah. job. That's his job. Now, <laughs> have you thought about uh, the birth situation? Are you going to do a hippie center? Just, no, I'm going to do a hospital. Good. Yeah. Because Good. I've just for, I've heard on the first one, you know, if something goes wrong, you want to be in hospital. Don't, don't fuck around. Yeah. With Can I tell you something? Everybody I know, and I'm going to get a heap of hate mail for it. I know. That has tried these hippy dippy birth centers, they end up in C sections. I'm telling you, really? I've had a handful of friends. I'm gonna go all natural. I'm gonna do it in a bathtub at home, and they always end up rushing to the hospital 
and in a C-section. So I, I advocate the hospital. You can have a doula mm-hmm. advocating on your behalf. If you don't right. trust the establishment, you don't trust the man. I actually fine. do. I do trust the establishment and the man. Maybe and I should It was shouldn't. great. I had a great fucking birth, man. You hear me complaining? It let's was talk fantastic. about these drugs. Sure. And then let's talk about the Cincinnati fart. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go ahead. Did you have more than just an epidural? Did you have more than what they normally give you during an epidural? Yeah. So here's the secret, bro. Okay. You find a doctor or your obstetrician, you ask this person, hey, man, what's your drug policy? Meaning how soon into labor will you give me drugs? Now, some motherfuckers will be like, you have to be, you know, uh, seven centimeters. And that's a long haul, bro. Mm -hmm. I found a lady, I mean, it's seek her out, but she just was like, whenever you want them, you shall have them. And I go, good. Here's the birth I want expeditious and painless i want you to knock me out i want the 1950s birth wake me up three days later with a baby and a martini that's what i really want right she laughed at me she's like we don't do that anymore. i was gonna say i didn't know that was an option it's not i wanted it to be why don't Did they, they do really that? used to do that like you'd be asleep when you have the baby yeah they gave you like gas uh, and you would just kind of be in twilight right. now, the problem is a lot of women would die unfortunately because oh, they would pass out or they didn't notice yeah. the mother was, and also i think the baby bad for the baby yeah <laughs> that's what i was told <laughs> that's what i was told anyways find someone that'll give you drugs what drugs you do you get I, the first one i think was i don't i'm not probably wrong nebutal something like that and that one does fuck with the baby so they don't give you too much mm-hmm. they just take the edge off and yeah that's when you're nebutal is a um, am i wrong i must be wrong that is a drug it's a i think that's wrong it's a um tranquilizer i think i'm saying it wrong it's got to be something something barbaba i was out of it a barbiturate some shit and then um you felt out of it though no you you still feel the contractions but it's like being high Mm -hmm. where you're like oh i'm having a contraction right now isn't that crazy (laughs) oh there's another one and then and then the epidural man comes and that's when your life really gets good because then he sticks that needle in your back which is not a i don't because that sounds scary to me yeah dude I will, you know what I was most afraid of? A catheter. Yes, that also. I, I'm also very afraid of that. I was so afraid. I was. Yeah. Gonna, I had a C-section scheduled. They didn't think I could give birth. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, there's no way you're going to deliver. What made, what made them say that? Because I, I was on my due date and I hadn't dilated uh, at all. I wasn't effaced at all in my age and everything. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, it's kind of hanky for you to go over your date. Let's just we'll schedule this. If it happens, great. If not. So the morning of my C-section, I go into labor and um but yeah once that epidural comes dude i'd chill i'd chill i listen to brazilian music i have my <laughs> bossa nova my husband was eating a breakfast burrito you sleep because you're gonna need your rest for mm-hmm. the pushing and then they let you know you're they give you pitocin so you dilate 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 right all right christina it's time to push what <laughs> it was great how did push, you push, know push. you were in labor that morning so uh two in the morning we went to bed like at midnight and I had just, it feels like menstrual cramps for me. I mean, mm-hmm. look, everyone's different. So I was laying in bed and I, I'm like, I think I have menstrual cramps. It feels, and I thought this could just be like, um, not a Braxton Hicks cause those are painless, but this maybe just, you know, pre-labor or something little, little. And I go and I come back from the bathroom and they're coming and coming and they're five minutes apart. They oh, started wow. five minutes. I started timing them and I didn't prepare for a natural birth. Mm-hmm. I didn't prepare. I went to like a hypnobirthing therapist thing like a week before but i didn't do lamaze i didn't do shit yeah so i was like i don't know what to do. <laughs> and i just timed him and i'm like i think it's time to go to the hospital and we went and she checked me and she goes oh yeah your water just broke you're gonna have a baby i was like what so crazy dude it just happened quick and yeah. I, they told me i wouldn't be able to and then my body ellis was like oh bitch we're coming 
<laughs> no C-section. For Were you. you excited or scared at that point, or neither? Terrified. Okay. But I had a false late, like I had a false alarm the weekend mm. before because I had a ton of Braxton Hicks, and um, I was terrified. I mean, I don't know. Some women aren't, but I just was like out of my mind. So by the second time we went to the hospital, I was like, I was better, but. Right. I was ter- I'm terrified. I was terrified of everything. I'm not neat. Like we said, I'm not an easygoing. <laughs> How are you feeling about it all? Um, It feels far away at this point, but every now and then I'm like, holy shit, how is that going to work? And part of me thinks, would a C-section be easier, except that that's major abdominal surgery. And says, yeah. Yeah. Which, which part do they say? It'd be easier or it's major abdominal well, surgery? Both. Yeah, I was convinced it was way easier, but then I had a. It doesn't blow out your vagina, dude. But the recovery, I don't. People have said if you can avoid a C-section, you'll probably be happy you did. Well, here's why it's it's good to avoid one is that I stood up right after I Mm -hmm. birthed him. An hour later, I was up and walking and peeing and like like it wasn't as traumatic, I think, as also a C-section. I think you have a catheter for longer. No. It's funny. The catheter is so. I had um. You don't feel it, by the way. If you have epidural, you don't even know. It's okay, there. you're fine. Yeah, it's any surgery that I had for the endometriosis or during like any time I had, um, I had polyps removed from my uterus. I always said to them, God. "Can you please remove the catheter before I wake up?" That was my biggest fear. <laughs> yeah, super freaked out well, by the catheter. Even the, though I'm sure it's like no, no big deal at all. I'm sure it's. I don't even. Yeah. The nurse was like, um, after I gave birth, she's like, "You have to go pee, and if because if you don't, we're gonna put the catheter." <laughs> God. And I was like, I forced it. I was like, hold on, <laughs> turn around, turn the turn the water on. I'm gonna make this happen. How long did you stay in the hospital? Uh, three days. And then you're home. Mm-hmm. I think. Listen, I think it can be very positive, life affirming experience if you take drugs. I was yeah. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You're convincing a drug addict, basically. <laughs> so. A drug addict who doesn't do drugs, but like I've talked a lot about how much I love Versed, which is the drug they give you before the propofol for the egg retrievals. That was great. That was the only upside of the eight times. Isn't it so? I've never felt not anxious in that. Like I couldn't even, I was thinking of disturbing things and they couldn't even be disturbed. So I love that. Um, You won't be that. I know. I know. Trust me. It takes the edge off enough that you're like, hey, oh, I'm giving birth today. Funky. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like crew far out. Yeah, I know. Uh, Dave Coulier, to drop a name, was like, "Are you going to have natural childbirth?" And I was thinking, probably not. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm not tempted by that. I'm tempted by the unnatural, painless, yes, potentially girl. fun childbirth. Yes. But you're saying that some of these drugs do have a negative effect on the baby. They can. Yeah. I mean, they don't, but they don't give you enough to damage the baby. Right. Obviously, like we're in an era where they can look. All I know is my experience, and I know a lot of women listening will tell me how wrong I am. And all right, uh, I just listen. Here's what I thought: Is there a man, Jeff? Would you do natural or drugs if you had the choice? I'm doing drugs right now, and I. <laughs> That's what's up. And I'm not even having a baby. That's what's up. See, I think in the terms of, I'm very pragmatic. Yeah, like I just wanted that kid out, and let's get on with being a mom. I don't. Right. Give, I think for me that there was no fantasy. Of being in a creek naked and like uh, natural. Like, w- what is natural? What, who cares? Right. Who cares how it comes out? As long as it's safe, it's okay. Yeah. By natural, do they mean the way that a lot of women used to die in the olden days? That's right. Oh, that's natural. That's right. Awesome. Right. That's so, right. And science it's helped dangerous. us get pregnant. That's right. It's dangerous. It's I traumatic. better find, I better ask my doctor right away what her policy is. 
Is it possible that I have found a doctor who's like, I don't... Oh, yeah, you were saying there's plenty of them that won't do anything until... unfortunately, uh, there's also whack jobs that don't vaccinate their kids now. Yeah. And I'm sure there are nutbags who will be like, no, you have to be, you know, fully whatever dilated before I will do that. So the language is what is your drug policy? (laughs) Yeah, I would say, what's your policy on giving me pain-killing drugs during labor at what point in labor can i have them mm-hmm. that's a big that's a big deal yeah. dude you know because so, my early labor some people are like it lasts for days not me i literally <laughs> was zero to a hundred like right. i was there i was right. already in the door <laughs> like so and yours said she gives them whenever whenever you, i you, wanted whenever you want it and she i didn't want them i was i was out of my mind she's like i think you should take them I'm like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i wanted to go home She's like, yeah, you're in labor. You can't go home. (laughs) What? I was just out of my mind. Out of your mind. Yeah, you'll do it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Just don't don't fight it and um and let science help. You know. But then again, some women have had bad experiences with science. Some people they get a botched epidural and this and that. I was lucky. So, did they give you a choice about the epidural? Not the epidural. The episiotomy. No. Cause that's in the heat of the moment, and there she <laughs> that's was a like game time decision. Yeah, she was like push, 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 and she's like, "You're so close, you're so." And I just remember her, she kept telling me how close I was, but I she's like, "Do you want to see?" I'm like, "No." Did Tom look? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so much shit came out of you. It's <laughs> like the baby came out, and then just a bunch of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I know. Please let me have a bowel movement before <laughs> then, please. <laughs> well, when you go into labor. You shit everything. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's nature's way, nature's enema. <laughs> I think they used to give you an actual enema. Yeah, they did. They did, right? Call the midwife if you watch that show. Uh-uh. Oh, you gotta watch it. They used to give you a glass enema. Mm. It was in oh. a glass tube. <laughs> Thank God they don't do that anymore. Thank God they just let you poop on your baby. Um, you won't poop on... If you shit before when you're in yeah. early labor, you're not gonna shit on the table. Okay. Thank you. I didn't shit. I mean, I was cleaned out. I was nervous, so I, I shit before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask you a sad question? Yes. Sorry to take it in a sad direction. Go ahead. I also want to take it in a Cincinnati far direction. Sure. But you found out in your fifth month that your yeah. mom died. Yes. What happened? Well, I was also, I had just landed at Montreal. I was finally oh. asked to do the Montreal Comedy Festival after being in comedy for a million years. And I, I finally landed just for laughs. And my manager texted me like, hey, call me right away. And I'm like, oh, probably it's like showcase. (laughs) (laughs) And um, anyway, I get to the hotel and my husband's already there and he pulls me aside. Was he planning to go or had he? He was out. Oh, he was already there for the festival. Gotcha. gotcha. He got there like a day before. Yeah. And then he pulls me aside and he goes, hey, you should sit down. And I go, okay. And he goes, I have bad news. Your mom died. And I started laughing because I I thought he was kidding because <clears throat> we were waiting to hear back about some deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I start laughing and he's like, no, really, she's dead. And um, I was like, what the, f-? you know, it's very traumatic. And then I talked to the chaplain in, in LA and, and I was like, look, dude, I just landed in Canada. I'm five months pregnant. Like he goes, well, look, your mom's body is at the morgue. Uh, there's nothing you can do until Monday anyways. I'm like, great. I'm just going to stay at this festival amongst my friends and my, my husband and, you know, try to do spots and try to act normal and be in denial a little bit mm. and then come back and do this. And then it's terrible. I mean, it's terrible. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's harder is to lose a parent you really loved right. or to lose one that you're very ambivalent towards. I yeah. Know. I don't know. Was she sick? Yeah. So she, um, 
she had cancer and then she died of congestive heart failure. Mm. So, because her heart had deteriorated, she had a, she had a genetic problem, and then cancer treatments weaken your heart muscles mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and and the mental illness, like the mentally ill, don't live really long. Yeah, and because she, she never sought treatment, so oh. like she was a shut in, and it was it was not you know she wasn't a bad right. So so what has been your experience of losing a parent you're ambivalent towards? Uh, I don't know, dude. I mean. It's ter- it's terrible. I think it sucks to lose anybody mm-hmm. uh close to you and I think the hardest part is um I mean I never I never had a mom really when you think about it I've never had it. So I haven't really lost a mom. I've lost this person that caused me a lot of trauma and trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um and I you know I'm working on forgiving her and forgiving me and and all that, you know, psychotherapeutic shit, but at the <laughs> end of the day like it's always going to be my thing. It's my bag. It's yeah. it's my karmic bullshit that I'm going to have to deal with. So I have a lot of empathy for people that have mommy issues or like mentally um, ill family members. It fucking it sucks. It sucks. And it's one of those things that like doesn't get diagnosed and treated um, and not nearly enough. Because I have read her medical reports and I'm like, dude, how many doctors were you seeing? Like she was seeing all these doctors for her physical ailments i'm like you motherfuckers didn't notice that (laughs) she was delusional and right acting out like nobody thought to maybe give her something for schizophrenia Mm -hmm. like why why not so i mean at the end of her life i read the meds they were giving her and that that finally they did give her the stuff she needed to kind of like level Mm -hmm. out or whatever but that's the part that bothers me the most that she didn't get the right treatment yeah because she wouldn't listen to me or my like she literally threw my dad and I out of her apartment the last time I saw her. She'd, Get the fuck out of here, you terrible dog. Like, they're just, mm. you know, she was out of her mind. Uh, so there's no, there was no helping. Right. That's the, And that's the fuck part, too, is you're like, oh, if only I could do more. If, I, if only I had. And, like, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. And you have that fantasy of, like, maybe if I went to her bedside and, you know, maybe now she'll be better and different. And then it's like, no, no, they're still going to suck. And that's just the... Oh, I still have it. I I still have the fantasy that I can change and rescue everyone. Yeah. As much as I don't, I do probably deep down believe that. You rescue know? like your parents and your just any s- yeah anybody. any like I believe that I have. I've never articulated this, and it sounds <laughs> f- fucking insane. But I like it's like some part of me believes that I have special powers that can help people yes. and change them, which is, and that was a big thing in therapy actually this idea that if someone is having a problem, it's not your job to solve it. And in fact, it's kinder to let them work it. I mean, depending on who it is, if it's your child, that's different. But even if it's your kid, you're going to have to let them work through stuff too. They're not you. Right. (laughs) Right. But I mean, this thing of like an adult with a problem and me wanting to fix it always is it's better to let them fix it on their own. I know that if someone tries to fix my problem, I don't always want that. No. Well, it's not going to work because like, right. it has to come from that person. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think your parents dying. That, and it's a really weird feeling because you're like, uh, you're you're on your own. When your mm-hmm. folks die and you're an adult, you're like, oh, I'm really, I'm an adult now. Like the, that door is closed on being somebody's daughter. Now I'm somebody's mother. Right. So the, the cycle kind of, the, the circle of life or whatever is. Yeah. There. But you yeah. still have your dad and are you still close with him? <laughs> yeah. That's another one, though, because you're like, <laughs> usually they like, come in pairs. Put it this way. Wh- whoever's a cray-cray, mm-hmm. mentally ill, 
Mm. They generally don't marry a healthy person too. So I've got my dad, I've got daddy issues and you know, they're immigrants. They had hard lives. They escaped from Hungary during communism and you know, they had their own bag of shit to deal with. So, you know, I'd love for him to be the granddad that's like, I've got candy in my pockets. Who wants, you know, (laughs) my dad's not that guy. My dad goes to Thailand for, (laughs) for months and, parties and oh i didn't i didn't know that about your dad yeah that's neat yeah (laughs) (laughs) just more stuff that makes me comedian all all that fun stuff and i share it only because look it's fun to me it's funny uh and number two i think a lot of people listening are like oh i'm so ashamed of this and that and it's like dude it's it's not you Mm. (laughs) don't be ashamed it's not your fault that's another thing i have always felt that the behavior of my family reflects on me. Right. It's never, I've never thought of it in that way, but it's like, I think that's part of my wanting, I'm talking about when I was a kid, wanting people to be different than they are and not accepting them for who they are because it's like, I think that it's like the boundaries between like what you're saying, that's not you. Yeah. Well, I felt that we were all one unit and why can't we be more like me? Right, right. Probably, you know? Life would be so much better if everybody was like you. <laughs> well, I think so. Me. I think so too. It'd be great. Yeah. If everyone was reasonable yeah. and nice to to servers and restaurants yes. and didn't ever create scenes in public yes. and didn't act irrational, was never drunk. I mean, all yeah. that stuff. And, you know, never was embarrassing. Some of that was just natural. Like as a child, I'm embarrassed that my parents yeah. exist. But some of it also was legitimate, like sort of legitimate, inappropriate shit. Not that bad, but you know, go else. Yeah, go. so Get it, girl. Get it. I think I did. It's still hard for me to go. Well, you're you, and I'm me. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. And also the assumption that um, because of sitcom culture and American culture that we should be happy all the time. Mm, hey, yeah. man, buy buy a Coke and a smile. You're not happy? Get yourself a Mercedes. That'll make you happy. You should be happy. You should be happy, 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 thin, 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 and perfect. Mm, and mm-hmm. you got a wrinkle? Botox it. Yeah. There's a fix for everything. And guess what? Some shit is just going to suck. Some some days you're going to be depressed and anxious, and that's part of being a human. And I like I don't know. That's also that's deep, bro. Like my show, I talk. I, I like. I want people to know that, that everyone it's should listen to that's deep, bro. Thank you. If you like and your this show, house. yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to both. Yeah, but you know, I'm not doing that to plug my shit. But right, but just to to make being a human more more normal because right. I grew up feeling like an asshole because my family was so different. And I just wish there were people out there who are like, dude, you're fine. Yeah. They're the ones that are, the TV is wrong. Right. And deep down, we all feel that way. We yeah. all feel a little bit alien. Yeah. Yeah. There Everyone is no. Everyone hides it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, why are we, what's the shame in, in this and that? What? Why are we hiding? Right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's take list, uh, yeah. questions from listeners. I, there's some questions about the Cincinnati fart. So we'll, mm. we'll attack it that way. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm going to Cincinnati very soon. When we ask, they send them in They're wondering how you have been So thanks so much for answering These questions from our fans It's so cute. I really like that. Thank you. You have such great production. Thank you. Those wow. songs are Trap Dog. Um, okay. Frankie Hollywood says, what's the current shower situation? <laughs> Hashtag Wipegate. A lot of these questions <laughs> you're going to have to explain. So Wipegate started... Uh, when I used to go, I used to take a dump and it was real runny 
And um, I used to wipe, 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 and then the paper would never be clean. Mm. So what I would do is I would plan my dumps in the morning. I'd take a dump, and then I'd just go dump to shower. Right. And I got a lot of heat for that. And that From became who? known as Wipegate. The listeners. The, what's wrong with that? Well, I, I feel like it's smart. Wow. Wow. Finally. A like-minded individual. Seems. What else are you going to do? Well, a lot of people are saying else and that that's disgusting and that why don't I just take a dump in the shower and that's really vulgar and gross well what are you supposed to do yeah <laughs> what are you supposed to do are they suggesting a baby wipe situation or a bidet situation I feel like so then we got a bidet in this new house you did and now I don't shit to shower anymore do you bidet every day every day every day is it amazing it's the best I can't imagine shitting without a bidet now it's do you even use toilet it. paper or do you just go straight <laughs> I do with, a, with it's actually called a washlet, a Toto mm-hmm. washlet. One, one just one wipe, wipe clean, and then papers clean, done. Wait, what's called the washlet? It's not really a proper bidet. What we have, it's called a Toto washlet. Okay, and it's like a little thing comes out, and then it sprays your bum bum. Is it in your toilet? Oh yeah, I think I stayed in a hotel. Do you have a fancy toilet that like? has all sorts of buttons and stuff. Yes. I stayed in a hotel that had one of those. You'd walk into the bathroom and the toilet lid would open. Oh, that's not that fancy, girl. Okay. We're not that bougie, but... Well, it's... But still. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. I didn't put it in the the owner of this place did. Right. So, yeah. Thank you for asking. That's a very important question. <laughs> Wipegate. Yeah. People okay. are very upset. Ari Shafir does the same thing. And I... Now I know... Allison, have you done it yourself? Uh, shit shower? Shit shower? Not... Not in the deliberate way that you have but okay. i think i have thought to myself <laughs> well i'm just he- i'm headed right into the shower so i can maybe yeah. dial back the intensity on this one on the wiping yeah on yeah. the on the thoroughness right yeah right because <laughs> you know <laughs> right <laughs> you're gonna clean up yeah hey great gosh finally i feel like people are i don't understand their problem with that um well, because they're like, oh, there's shit in the shower, and then Tom steps on my shit. And, but there's no chunks of shit in the shower. It's not yeah. like that. You said runny. Yeah, it's like it's like little, just little smear. I've never been in a, <laughs> I've never been in a man's butthole. But here's my sense about it. My mm-hmm. sense is, a dude's butt is. Well, actually, Daniel is all about the baby wipes. So maybe that's not true. But Those I feel clog like up your toilet. Those will ruin your plumbing. Yeah. They're not good for the environment. I just feel like a tiny you're a tiny bit of your runny poop in the shower. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what Tom leaves in there every day. And I have no day. offense to Tom. I'm just every saying day. a man and his butt. I just feel like there might be a little more. Of course, it's gamey. It's disgusting. His hair. My husband has snot rockets he blows in the shower. Why, why isn't he getting... Yes, I don't ever do that. I've never, never do done that. No. I feel like all men do that. Of course, it's disgusting. Yeah. Why, why isn't he getting a snot rocket? Snot gate. Right. Hashtag snot gate. I'm with you. Tuesday says, she changed her name legally but still uses her stage name. Has that been a pain in the ass or no big deal? <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh. I have not changed my name legally, even though I've intended to. I oh. just haven't done it. It's a pain in the ass changing yeah. your name. Wait, what's right the pain here. in the ass? Changing your name legally or having two separate last names? Um, I think has. Uh, let's see. She changed her name legally, but still used her stage name. Has that been a pain in the ass or no big deal? I think just having oh. the two names. 
No, I, you know, no, I just, the only reason I don't do Christina Segura is because I don't want people assuming that Tom and I are like Ben and Irma Stiller. Right. Like that we're an associated, like, like we're, we're two different people and I've always been Pajitsky and stand up. Mm. So when you travel, are you Segura? Secretly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you oh, know, you know, I, I don't mean to be directing people to your hotel rooms. No. I just mean like when you're making reservations or yeah. when you're, yeah, it's legal. Right. Legally Segura. Yeah. Okay. So is that confusing at all to your brain and your sense of identity? <laughs> no, I think it actually helps me because I know when I'm out in the, when I'm doing business, I'm Pajitsky. When I'm at home with my wife, my wife, my husband <laughs> and my, you have mommy brain too. Oh yeah. God. Uh, that I'm, you know, I'm home. I'm a Segura. Yeah. I just, I need, to, I should do it if I'm going to do it. I think that Daniel, even though he's like, it's totally up to you, I would never pressure you. I think deep down he would like it. Yeah. Especially when the baby comes. Yeah. That we all have the same name. But I'm having a real problem saying goodbye to Allison Rosen. It's a great even, name, too. I really, and the funny thing is that I always hated it. Like oh, I always hated it, but I'm just used to it. It just feels like me. It is. So you. I'm having trouble being like, that'll be the public version of me, but the real me is this quants me that. Well, no, they're both you. They're yeah. both the real you. They're just like, and you'll find when you become a mom too, that like you'll go, who am I now? Right. And it's just part of the multifacetedness of being. Yeah. Whatever. You know, I should just be, I should just do Allison Rosen quants. That's the That's easiest. what I did. Yeah. So I changed my, my middle name is Pajitsky and then my last name is Segura. Right. It's I should like just Latin. do that. The Latins do it that way, don't they? They just tack on mm-hmm. everything. Who has, oh, Eric Rose says, who has the better fart, Tom or Ellis? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Well, those are, uh, you know, <laughs> apples and oranges. <laughs> well, infant farts are very different than a grown man disgusting meat farts. <laughs> I think Ellis has a very promising future surpassing his dad. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those baby farts are unreal. And they're cuter. <laughs> they're cuter. I'm going to give it to Ellis. Um, These are important questions. Ozamataz Buckshank says. Oh, that's a name. It really is. What's your favorite philosophy-related quote? Oh, easy. Uh, The unexamined life is not worth living. That's a good one. Is that Socrates? That, yes. That was my... That was my eighth grade quote <gasps> in the yearbook. What? Yeah. That's deep for eighth grade. It's also super taking yourself seriously and pretentious when other people are like, <laughs> um, you know, like you're never fully dressed without a smile or like what a long, strange trip it's been. That, that's a huge one. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Well, you were really deep for eighth grade. Damn. I think I was trying to justify my over analysis already at that age. <sighs> but you yeah. already you back then. Good mm-hmm. for you. Thanks. But yeah, I, I like that one too. Wow. Um, and then also he asks, also, why is Bart Chrysler so fat? <laughs> a lot of questions mm. about Bert. Well, I figured you'd get some. Yeah. You tweeted that. But we're still we're still working on that. <laughs> well, okay. So I've seen the hashtag Bert is fat. Yes. What is, explain this. <laughs> so this actually started with my husband, uh, Tom Segura, doing a morning, sh- like one of those shitty morning shows, mm-hmm. like on the road somewhere. And then he had this, the lady asked him why is Burt Chrysler so fat the lady just asked him the lady asked him the the interviewer (laughs) lady he's like just tell me ask me oh oh, he had her ask it yeah (laughs) she She was already wondering the whole world (laughs) so that's how it started and it's basically a fat shaming campaign between two fat guys which is why it's great (laughs) and why it's worked and Burt gets so much more abuse than my husband (laughs) because your mom's house listeners are fierce (laughs) you do not want to mess with the mommies um 
Todd Turner, which type of food gives you the worst yeah. gas when you're not prego? <sighs> oh, fuck. I mean, what day is it? Let's see. I think uh, that's so hard because I try not to eat that stuff. You know right. what I mean? Um, Indian. Isn't that universally like mm-hmm. just diarrhea? Factory, yeah. Yeah. I don't eat Indian that much for that reason. It just tears me up. Kale says, can you please ask Kale. the main mommy Thank if, you. if it's annoying to constantly have to remind Tom to hydrate since she's <laughs> the real water champ. Yes. A lot of water champ questions yes. too. Yes. <laughs> I agree. It is annoying. It's ridiculous. <laughs> can you Thank explain you. the background of the water champ thing? Yeah. Um, that was a stupid thing on our show where uh, Tom and I were wondering, like, I, I think I said, I drink more water. And he's like, oh, bullshit. I drink more water. So it became a contest about who's the water champion in the house. <laughs> I'm clearly the water champion. I don't know if you noticed, Allison. I pulled over at Coffee Bean and I bought myself a water that I brought to your home. I noticed that you brought your own water. Thank you. And actually, when I was this morning, when I was, usually I put out one or two bottles of water for the guest because right. even though it's not the smallest bottle, guests will usually go through it. So you should put out two. But I'm like, she's a water champ. Thank you. <laughs> I bet she's going to bring her own water. I kind of knew it. So I I just put out one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging. I'm going to drink right now. Now, Mm. have you always been into water? Because I am very into diet soda and I've had to give up all the artificial sweetener while pregnant. Yeah. And uh, I hate it. Oh. Yeah. I'm drinking water, but I don't love it. How about La Croix? Drink La Croix. I have been drinking that, but I just... Yes, I'll actually I mix it with water because one I think it's LaCro- I got corrected. It's LaCroix so apparently. I. Yeah. God. Um it's, it's just so not sweet. And no. I, I like I need artificial sweetener. Even though water I can it. suck a dick. That's how I feel. I'm sorry, that's how I feel about water. <laughs> what? I know. I, I feel like I'm sitting before a real water lover I here. I can't believe it. <laughs> I was actually told to stop hydrating so much. I forgot this. I had By who? a doctor. It's like, <laughs> you're drinking too much water. I'm like, what? He goes, how much are you doing? I told him and he's like, that's too much. Too what, much what water. What was this based on? I had some uh, urinary tract problem mm-hmm. and, and he's like, are you drinking too much? Because I'm like, I pee all the time. I got I got to write this down. Guys, li- listeners, remind me on Twitter to tell my husband that story. Thank you. Yeah. Were you having a pregnancy urinary problem? All the time. I peed constantly. Are you are you on that? Yes, constantly, but I also had a UTI. Ooh. And then I had to take antibiotics and then I got a yeast infection. And I don't know where you are with yeast infections, but I'm good. I'm I'm lucky. It's been years. Okay. Years. Well, there's a pill you can take when you're not pregnant that just knocks it out super fast, super easy. When you're pregnant, you have to take Monistat seven. Have Mm. you ever used that? That's like the seven day torture. it's, It's awful it burns it's like it's miserable it is miserable it was truly it's probably been the worst thing i've experienced while pregnant worse than falling down the stairs worse than worse than the ivf worse actually yes actually yes it was worse than the ivf nothing worse than did you use menopure which is the shot that burns how did you handle that it burned did you and i like it give yourself the trigger shot yes in the hip yeah Wait, no, they did at the office. Sorry. Okay, but it was in the hip? I think so, yeah. Because you can't... I was telling you, I sent no you memory. way too much info about all this. You can do it in the stomach. It just leaves a weld. Uh, I don't remember. Okay, yeah, because I'm afraid did of I hip shots. Do I have no memory. We'll see. When it all kind of blends together, Dude, yeah. You don't remember... I don't remember shit now. I have to write everything down, and I'm talking major stuff. Like, your podcast, I have, like, five alarms. <laughs> like, yeah, four o'clock. Um... Oh, Jesse Larkin, what's the best way to get my life? (laughs) (laughs) I love these questions. You gotta get your life, man. Well, first you have to wake up in the morning and you put on your tightest pair 
of jeans, your highest and tightest pair. Um, and then you go shit to shower. You take your dump. You, you take a number five and then you shower. And then you decide which Braxton you are. You got to go through all of them, sing the song, decide which Braxton you are. And um, and then you drink some water. And then and then that's how you've gotten your life. Thank you. you got I it. don't know that's ever been broken down in such simple, <laughs> easy to use. Yeah actionable terms yeah. actionable is a word that drives me nuts because when i was working in the magazine world there was this push to make the stories actionable I, that's not a real word is it? I, it's a real word and what it means is you can be sued over it like that's oh. actionable we could bring legal action it does not mean that's actionable i can turn it into 10 steps to turn my right. life from day to night or whatever so yeah it drove me crazy that they were using the word actionable. i don't wrong. like that i don't like the word impactful that's a f- fake word that yeah. wasn't that was just created recently. Impactful. It's not like, fucking yeah. real. It's uh-uh. not. It's it's it just was new. It's created. How do you feel about proactive? I hate it. Okay. I hate circling back. Yeah. <laughs> I hate putting a pin in it. Right. Yes. I hate aspirational. That yes, word's me bullshit too. too mm-hmm. And I hate impactful. How do you feel about revisit? Ugh. I want to vomit <laughs> in my own mouth. That's uh, all. That's all agents speak. Yeah. We'll circle back. We'll revisit this. Right. Fuck you. Just tell me that they passed. <laughs> Just tell me it's over so I can move on. I was on this. There was this email chain with um, oh God. me, another person, another person, and then like f- three agents and four managers. But it was all of their assistants and oh, also all of their boy. assistants. It was one of those a scheduling thing. And they like chose this time. And then... Um, you know, one of the assistants is like, that works for, and then the initials of the person that they're the assistant, like that works for AP, that works, I'm making up initials, that yeah. works for, you know, ET, that works for, um, you know, EP. And so I just wrote back, that works for AR, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was so funny, but I did not get, I like, I was hoping that they're chuckling in their cubes, but I don't think they are. <sighs> so it's, it falls on deaf ears. Yeah, I know. Agents. Because I don't even think they realize that. Uh, anyway. How retarded they're behaving. Yeah. No, they don't. It's Matt their, Solis says, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, no. When is Fief's birthday so I can ah! celebrate accordingly? Gosh, you guys. I believe it's in in March. Shit. Uh, I want to say March 8th. That's March my 8th. that's my wedding anniversary. Get your I life. share it with a, I share the date with your dog. That's great. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that you got another dog. Yes. When did you get another dog and how, is it easier to take care of two dogs or one dog? Because sometimes actually just recently I've been thinking, I feel like Wendy actually would really like to have a yes, pal. Yes, get her a pal. Yeah. Now's the time. <laughs> My husband would so not be on board with that. But really? Because during the day, she wants attention she, and she she's asleep under me. Oh, but she yeah. is hot, she's high energy and she wants attention and she needs attention. She wants someone to play with her constantly. So if I'm sitting at my desk, she'll come up and like paw at my arm, which is... Is she a puppy? Yeah, she's two. Okay. So So she's pretty puppyish, yeah. But I was actually just recently thinking, she needs a dog to play with during the day. Can I tell you, two is easier than one when you've got a baby. Mm -hmm. It doesn't... It's counterintuitive. I got Bitsy. It's a little Brussels Griffon. (laughs) She's Um, cute. She's the best. (laughs) We got her when I just found out I was pregnant. So it was like, we've already put the deposit on this thing. I'm just going to have a puppy while I'm pregnant. I'm crazy. (laughs) I'm a crazy crazy person. But what it did actually trained me for motherhood. Mm. Because you wake up at night with a puppy, as you know. You have to let them out. 
Theo was not a puppy when you got him, right? No, he was four yeah. years old. He was a shelter boy. Mm-hmm. So this one we decided to get from puppyhood and raise her so she doesn't have the same issues that Fief does because Fief has anxiety and separation issue, you know, and aggression towards street dogs, like other right. dogs and stuff. I don't know. Get one, man. But do it before you get the kid because otherwise you'll never get a second dog. So it was. So it, it's easier with two, though. Yeah. Because they have each other. Yes. Yeah. And you're going to kind of ignore your dog for the first I know, couple months. I already feel terrible about it. I'm going to. You will. But could I ignore the dog and Daniel pay her yeah. extra attention? Because yeah. that's what I figure will happen. Yeah. And also you hire a dog walker. Yeah. We actually. You saw her. Yeah. On your, She's adorable. Yeah. Just keep that going. So right. that she gets her. Ex- that's she why. Gets her needs yeah. Right. That's why we actually um, found a dog walker. And she's great. I love her. I think she also babysits. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, this is this is full service. Yeah. Um, well, because when you go into labor, you're going to need someone to yes. watch her, which yeah. is what we did too. We just called the dog person. And right. Two dogs are better than one. That's what I say at home. It's the best. I, I, I want 10 more. I'm a total crazy dog lady. But Brussels Griffin. Only Brussels. <laughs> I'm one of those assholes. I, yeah, I'm so tempted. Daniel would so not be on board. Why? But, um, I think the idea of having another dog is just very overwhelming to him and especially a puppy. But I don't get a puppy. Yeah, I get think get right. Exactly. Like this will be the shelter dog yes. that I sh- wish I that I feel yes. guilty that I didn't get the other time. So now's our chance to rescue a dog, yep. an adult who is already trained and st- or like housebroken at least. But then yes, they do have they issues. But no, but here's here's the thing. Um, you can they're mostly housebroken. Yes, because they're older. So mm-hmm. that's a huge deal. Just you check the temperament. Right. Go to a rescue. What breed is this? A, a spaniel? Cavalier. There's Cavalier, Spaniel Cavalier, whatever rescue yeah. centers. And at, what is this temperament? Is this right. dog going to chew up? Is it full of anxiety? You can tell before. Yeah. Bring it home and give it. I'm t- it'll take a while. But by the time that baby comes out, it'll be acclimated. Daniel will never go for it. But I Come like on, the Daniel. idea. <laughs> I know. Two dogs what a killjoy. Um, and then <sighs> Ned. <laughs> that's my husband. <laughs> Ned says ever eat a really good pear <laughs> all the time i've got a couple waiting for me at home i can't i like asian pears the best though is that technically a pear i don't know they look they feel more like apples yeah well uh, apparently i lied because i thought that there were questions in here about the cincinnati fart oh, i must not have selected i didn't read all the questions because there wouldn't have been time but anyway i guess not could you just explain what is the cincinnati fart sure thanks for asking I just did an interview today with the Cincinnati Beat, a print magazine in Cincinnati, and I, my Cincinnati Ford has finally gotten media recognition that it deserves. <laughs> so I was six months pregnant in Cincinnati for a wedding, and I ate on a river cruise, and I ate uh, everything. I had bread and butter and four desserts and pork <laughs> and chicken and all the hor- It was horrible food. It was bad. Mm. And then I <clears throat> let out the longest fart <laughs> in history of the world. And my husband was there to witness it. And it's known as the Cincinnati Park. <laughs> and the whole city knows about that. And I'm very proud. How long longest, was it, do you think? About 30 seconds. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm, and I, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I'm not. Guys, I'm going back to Cincinnati, guys. October 24th. I'm going to be at Go Bananas. So you can help me commemorate the Cincinnati Park. It happened in August. Uh, August 21st. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Do you feel like you <laughs> peaked fart wise? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, how, and, and the thing is being pregnant too is a, is a particular state. Yes. You, you don't let out farts like that unless you're pregnant. So, <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Once in a lifetime. 
once in a lifetime. But that's why that's why the whole city celebrates it. That's why the world celebrates it. I don't want to be too contrived, but I wonder if around six months I should like go to soup plantation, say <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Because I feel like, and just yeah. recreate, just see if it could be recreated. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, it would just be the Los Angeles fart for me, but right. wow, that's a bigger market. <laughs> Wow, you do the L.A. fart. Oh, my God, one day we'll take New York. <laughs> um, let's take some... Uh, let's do just me or everyone. I love this game. But first, I want to tell you guys, hey, I'm on Patreon. I know you're on Patreon, Patreon. too. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place to go to support um, artists that you're into, rewards, bonuses, all that stuff. Um, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for me. Do you want to say yours? Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash your mom's house. And uh, I'm going to be doing my podcast live at the LA oh. Podcast Festival, September 24th at noon. That is a Saturday. If you can't be there in person, you can buy a ticket to the live stream. Oh, how cool. Yeah, you can stream the whole festival. Wow. Go to LAPodfest.com, LAPodfest.com, and use the promo code ROSEN and you'll get a discount. And if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out the show thank you so much for all of your amazon support um okay let's do just mirror everyone sometimes i ponder on something i have thought or done is it just me or everyone okay such a great idea i love the segment thank you Casey Logan says, love blue cheese, blue cheese dressing, not so much. Just me or everyone. <laughs> I bet that's more just you than everyone. Because I feel no, like. That's me really? too. I hate the dressing, but I really? love the independent blue cheese. Yes. Yes. Yes, Allison. I prefer, I don't mind blue cheese, but I don't love it. But I, I, would, I prefer the dressing to the cheese. What, what kind of dressing do you like? Um, Thousand Island. But my favorite is Thousand Ranch, where I mix ranch and Thousand That's Island. your website. But only, yes, but only at um, Gelson's, their salad bar. I like the Gelson's salad oh, bar, yeah. Oh, so, it's my favorite. But their ranch is the best ranch on the planet. Their ranch has sort of a different flavor than yes. most ranches. It's I like got, it. It's got like different herbs in it or something. It's funky. All right. Did you avoid salad bars while you were pregnant? Because I feel yes. like that's just a whole array of stuff you it's can't disgusting. eat. Yeah. I only do it when I'm desperate. And I like the Gelson's one enough. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, it's disgusting. Any buffet you should avoid. Yeah. Don't do it. Not when you're preggers. I know. Unless you want to get sick. Did, were you real religious about not eating all the stuff you're not supposed to eat? <sighs> uh, not really. I mean, Because I am craving turkey. Girl, what you're do you sp- mean? Like, you're supposed to microwave it. I do that. Before it- I did that. And then you get little turkey bits all over your microwave. Yeah, put it put it under a paper towel. Yeah, I know I've been doing that, but it still explodes. This particular kind of turkey. Yeah, so any like it's weird. I've been craving sam deli meat, which is what you're supposed to avoid. If not, yeah, but just nuke or, it. Yeah, you know what though, man? I mean, when you're in your third trimester, that baby's cooked more or less. <laughs> I know. And I would I would eat like high quality salami. Like right. you, you don't don't get it from some bullshit place. Like if it's a nice, mm-hmm. you know, then you know there's nothing in it. Right. I mean, come on, get your life. Right. I really think the chances of anything in the meat are because so, it's listeria that they're worried about. Yes, hysteria about listeria. Yes, the chances are so tiny. Yeah. At the same time, why take the chance? But yeah. still, it's like they don't really. It's hard to predict where a listeria outbreak is going to be. I think it was in cantaloupe last time, and I've Ugh. heard no warning. And that was years ago, and I've heard no warnings about cantaloupe. Yeah. So, okay. You're fine. Megan says, when introduced to a group of people and each person says their name, impulse is to say, no way I'll remember li- this. Let's just not. 
I definitely relate to that. Wait, I don't, I don't understand. Like when she's introduced to a group of people and everyone off- says their name. Yeah. She's tempted to be like, let's just not even do this because there's no way we're going to remember each other's <laughs> names. That's hilarious. And no, I don't have that instinct. Are you good with names? No, I'm terrible. But I'll remember your face. I'm good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm wrong. I'm good with... I remember names more than faces, actually. Oh, wow. But not associated with the person. Like, if I meet someone, I won't remember that person's name, if that makes sense. But, like, if I hear someone's full name, I, I just, I just, I'll remember that. Gotcha. I'm not so great with names. I used to be really good at linking up a face with a name. Like, it used to be that I would really take that stuff in. And I don't know. At a certain point, I just stopped. There are people that I've only ever met in comedy clubs in the dark mm-hmm. for 15 years and I'll see them out in, in the streets during the day and I don't even recognize them and, and I'll be like you know it, it looks offensive but it's just because right. I've seen you in dark shadows for yeah. 15 years like yeah. the sound guy for the improv I saw him getting tacos once and I was <laughs> like Christina I'm like who the fuck are you and I you know I've known him for years right but yeah. yeah I remember there was this one guy who worked at a bar that I used to go to all the time and I remember the first time I saw him in sunlight I was like I had no idea you had red hair <laughs> right Right. Look different yeah. in the dark. Draculas. Emily Tiffany Rena says, yeah. uh, when I see a car with a how am I driving sticker on it, wonder if anybody actually <laughs> calls those. Oh. I've never wondered that, but I think you're right. I think they don't. I, I'm sure there are people whose full-time job it is to call and That's let true. them know. There's a-holes out there who just love to gripe. Yeah, you're probably right. You know what I do hate, though, are the baby on board people. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I don't think anybody's like, oh, I better caution up now. <laughs> right. I'm going to straighten up and fly right around this van. Like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Everybody's yeah. got somebody they love in a car. <laughs> Your baby's not special. Um, what about the drive like your kids live here? People who put that sign on, the, <laughs> on their lawn. I hate everybody. <laughs> you know, no, you know, it makes me want to really vomit is the the family stickers where it's like mom, dad, yeah. the dogs, and then like why not advertise everything? Right. Why, why not put your address on the on <laughs> the car, you dummy? Or my kid's the honor student at this. Like you're just advertising to people where your kid goes to school. Like right. are you stupid. You're right. Stranger Good mom instincts. Stranger danger. Remember that shit from the eighties? Yes. God, get your life, people. Lisa Loves JMO says, oh, speaking of kids, while in my kids' classrooms, I trip out thinking that I was pregnant at the same time as all the rest of these moms. <laughs> Do you hilarious. think you'll feel that way? Yeah. I feel that, I feel that a kinship now with people that have kids my son's age. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, you did the same thing that I did. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is weird to think about. Your vagina's blasted like mine. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. Darla Dietz says, watching a movie where someone I know dies. Hmm. Not, I don't think it's someone she knows personally. I think what she means is she knows that someone's going to die. I get so sad and can't enjoy their scenes earlier in the movie. No. I don't have that exactly, but I think if I know something sad is coming, I'm kind of like yeah. on guard for it. You guard your heart. Yes, I try. I try to. I don't know. I tend to enjoy them more if I know they're going to die. Oh, really? I'll be like, oh, you cherish them. They're a shooting star. Yeah, they're going to die soon. (laughs) That's sweet. (laughs) Brow Advisor says, when I make a series of turns the same as the car in front of me, I'm worried they'll think I'm following (laughs) them. Yes, I have that too. (laughs) Totally, totally, totally. totally. Hi, puppy. L to the Aura says, when on a trip, stop at McDonald's to use the bathroom, but still use the drive-thru to get food. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I would I would go to the counter if I were if so, I were doing that. Yeah, yeah, you're already in there. Although I do feel like Daniel and I did something like this because we we made like a sort of last minute change of uh, I had a change of heart and then I'm like, oh yeah, let's get something and then we did. Oh sure. So I and I'd already gone into pee. Can I tell you a secret about In and Out, please? One time Tommy went in the drive-thru. No, wait, I went in one time versus the drive-thru. They service the people in the drive-thru first at In and Out. And really? if you go in versus, you're waiting twice as long. That is some bullshit. There you go. Use the goddamn drive-thru is what I'm trying to say. Hi, this dog is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. you I say you. as if she sprang from oh, my loins. <laughs> Hi, beautiful girl. Heidi says, oh. I only cut my thumbnails every other time I cut my nails. <laughs> nope. Just me or everyone. Just you, bro. I don't even cut my nails. I just file them. I'm on the just oh. file pretty much. Oh. I'm trying to think if I, although I need to cut them. Did you experience your nails and your hair and like just everything no. growing? A, no. No. <laughs> my nose got bigger and my feet grew an entire size. Have they gone back or is no. it those are just your new feet? I wear eight and a halfs now. I wore seven and a halfs before. Oh, you had such cute feet. I know. <laughs> I mean, eight and a half still cute, but nah. it's not seven and a half. No, Do you I have didn't. to get all new shoes? Yeah. Must, yeah. Yeah. But the hair, I didn't, I don't think so. It stayed the same for me and it didn't fall out after. And oh, I know that's some good. And have that. Yeah. And that's what I've heard is that it falls out afterwards. Because yeah. yeah, my hair is growing faster and my nails are stronger and growing faster. Whoa. But, and that's I've good. mentioned this. The problem with the hair going faster is it's like, I feel like there's cactuses under my <laughs> armpits. I'm like, it's every, like everywhere the hair is growing faster. Um, and good. it's thicker. Enjoy it. The city that breeds says, and this is the last one, deep, deep fries my biscuits when someone snaps the pen clip off on purpose. Snaps the pen clip. You know what I mean? Like, so here's a, when this little pen clip thing is. I hate that. Yes, me too. Why would you do that? Why would, just leave the pen alone. Yeah. That's the the whole utility is that you can hook that into your notebook and then be on your way. I pretty much hate the, and I also, sometimes you'll find a ballpoint pen with a plastic cap and the little clip will be all chewed and sticking out. Yeah. You know, do it people. Remember back in the day when we had regular pencils and you picked them up and some asshole had chewed? Yes. Oh. That Gross. one really was disgusting. Yeah. Um, but I do miss sharpening. With the, yes. The wall. Or the automatic one. <laughs> Such a good feeling. Yeah, because you really have to like get a firm grip on the pencil because <laughs> yeah. the battery powered ones are so strong. They make the pencil move around. <laughs> I do kind of miss that. I know. What, do they not even use pencils in school anymore? Are they just all on computers? I think you get you get a laptop when you're like in kindergarten now. Or a, a, a nook, what are they called? An iPad. Hi, beautiful. A little tablet or something. What's going on with her? What's the barking? It's just her trying to ruin the podcast. You're trying to ruin things? <laughs> the face kills me. God, people do look like their dogs. Like you choose, you chose a breed that looks like you. And I look like a Brussels. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like her eyes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> people do look like their dogs. She has beautiful hair like you. She has the coloring of Daniel. She has the coloring of my so husband. funny. Thank you. Is this your breed choice or his? Um, it was it was ours yeah. together. We chose it. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Thank oh, you. Oh, that's Oprah's dog. She has these, right? Oh, does she? Hell yeah! Oprah got like five of these, man. I didn't know she. I didn't know Oprah and I have this in common. <laughs> you Makes gotta, perfect sense, though. You gotta follow her some, Instagram. You follow her on Instagram. Of, of course. course you do. All right, that's what I'm gonna do. Christina, it was so oh. much fun having you on the show. <laughs> so ridiculous. 
Thank you yeah, for I'm doing the show. I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to hear about your birth and your journey and text me or call me if you need anything. I for sure will. Anytime. anytime. I will. I will. Um, follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Uh, subscribe. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Jeff, where should we go for you? Oh, <laughs> I'm coming back from my happy place. <laughs> I was... I Where'd was surfing in San Onofre. It was so <laughs> oh. beautiful. It was a lovely day. It was 68 degrees. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And <laughs> Christina. I'm um, at Christina P. Uh, tickets for live shows at Thousand Ranch. Again, I'll be going to Seattle, Portland, Dallas, Houston, Cincinnati to commemorate the fart and Indianapolis in September and October. Get your tickets at Thousand Ranch. Dot com and listen to your mom's house and yes. that's deep bro please do i love you and i love your podcast i love you i've missed you we've I been texting but it's been a while since we've seen each other no we need to get together i'm so this is it we got to get together now let's do it once i kid comes okay. out it's over no we can have our kids be <laughs> our sons can be friends that's right you gotta, okay. what's the name have you figured it out no we're having the hardest time figuring it's out terrible. a name it's hard yeah seinfeld <laughs> carl's jr in and out in and out that's good the double, double double <laughs> Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time.